Uh, all right, John chapter 14 is where we um, are going to be studying tonight. And I'm going to begin uh, reading at verse number 1. John chapter 14 and verse number 1. As we're going to be talking about how do we walk in uncertain times, living in uncertain times, and understanding what we can know about uncertain times. So, you know, I don't know if I really have a title or not, but that's the concept that we're going to be looking at. So John chapter 14 and verse number 1 says, let not your heart, Jesus is talking to them, they have, they have, he's told Judas to uh, go do what he needed to do, um, and, and head out, um, and he, he, they've sat at the table, he said, it's the one that's going to betray me, is the one that uh, dip, the, dips the bread in with me, and then he tells Judas to go do what he is going to do, and they thought that because he carried the money that he was going out to take care of something, not knowing that he was on his way to um, to um, sell Jesus out and betray him. Uh, but John chapter 14, Jesus now is talking to his disciples that are there, and he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go you know, and the way you know. I'm just going to read just a little bit more. Thomas said to him, Lord... We do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to them, very important, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So we're going to talk about this concept of what we can know in uncertain times. And we're going to talk about that the concept of what we can know and what we do know will determine the way we walk and what we believe and where we are going in uncertain times. And so there are things that Jesus gives His followers in this instance that you and I need tonight. Because when we are living in uncertain times, and I'm not just talking about an election season. My goodness, election seasons, we lived through hanging chads. And, and uh, what was that? Two, was that 2000? We lived through the Florida hanging chads and all the stuff that, the, between Gore and Bush and went, going to the courts and all that. I'm not just talking about uh, the, the election season. I'm talking about in a moment, a time a culture that things in the natural seem very uncertain. So what is it we can know in uncertain times? Because let me, let me give you a little bit of background on what the disciples were facing. And, and the background is an important part of this process. Let's, let's go back up to John 13 
and verse 31. John 13 and verse 31 says, So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself. And glorify him immediately. Now you have to, I'm not focused there. You might have to go back and read that to catch all of that. There's a lot of glorifyings and in him there that you have to pick up. That's not my focus for tonight. Little children, I shall be with you a little while longer. Hear what he's saying. They, here they are. This is the Savior. This is the Messiah. This is the one that they have given their lives up for. They have followed him now for some three years. They're walking with him. They've seen difficult moments. But he says, little children, I will be with you a little while longer. You will seek me. And as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you. He said, now I've already told the Jews. That there's coming a moment that where I'm going, they're not going to be able to come. But now I say to you, my followers, my disciples, the very ones that have done life with me now, I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Notice the terminology here. If you, if you will catch this, it's going to be important. I want you to hear him as he's saying this because he's talking to them, but there, there, there is a past tense to his wording here that, that is going to be very confusing to the disciples. Okay? Now just listen. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? <laughs> and he, Jesus answered and said, where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow me afterward. Now, now put yourself there. Don't, don't just let me read and you zone out. If you're listening online, don't, don't zone out. Think about this. Think about what he is saying to them. He's just now saying to them, he's, he's talking to them about going somewhere. He's talking to them about his time has now come to be glorified. He's talking to them about the fact that he's told the Jews already that he's going to a place they can't go. And now he's saying to them now, and you need to love one another the same way I have loved you while I've, while I've walked here with you. And Peter stops him. Thank God for Peter. He, Peter, we can relate to Peter. Amen. I mean, we can, Peter just says, Peter just says what, what enters his mind oftentimes. And sometimes he can be really profound, and in other times he can be strongly rebuked. Because he's the same one that would say, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. When Jesus said, who do men say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Peter just astounds them all with this amazing revelation. And then when Jesus says, I'm going to pay the price for sin and die. And Peter said, far be it from that to happen. And then, and then immediately after that, then, then he's rebuked and he says, get behind me, Satan. So Peter speaks up because they're all confused. 
And none of them are wanting to really say much, I guess, right now. So Peter, the mouthpiece for them, steps up. And, and he simply says to them, he said to him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus answered him. But look what he said. Where I am going, you cannot follow me now. But you shall follow me afterward. Verse 37. Then Peter said to him again, Lord, another question. I've walked with you all this time. I've invested time and effort We've spent nights together in lack and nights together in struggle. We've been on, on, on raging seas together. We, we've, we've, been, we've been in perilous moments together. We've, we've seen miracles. We've, we've walked down this road. So now Peter said to him, Lord, why can I not follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. For your sake. And Jesus answered him, Will you lay down your life for my sake? Most assuredly I say to you, The rooster shall not crow till you have denied me three times. We know the story there. So that's the backstory to the verses that I read to you. Is This was a very uncertain moment. This was a very, very difficult time in the life of Christ followers. This was a time that they didn't know for sure. But now they... They've heard prophecies. They believe he's the Messiah. How many of you know they knew the prophecies of Messiah? As Jewish men, they knew the prophecies of Messiah. And when you go read the prophecies, they knew not only the prophecies of Isaiah that talks about a suffering servant and, and all of that. They knew the prophecies of a king that's going to rule and to reign and that's the, the Messiah that they are, are, are looking for. And now he's saying, I'm going to be leaving and you can't follow me now. And, I, and, and they're confused. It's uncertain. Can you feel the uncertainty in the story? So what I've come to talk to you about tonight is what we can learn in this story. That what they learned, what Jesus teaches them in their time of uncertainty, we can apply tonight in our times of uncertainty. Because here's a, a big takeaway from this lesson tonight. When, when there are uncertainties in our life. There are still things that we can know. When we can't know everything. And, and, and we, we, we don't understand everything. And there are uncertainties all around us. The big picture is there are still things Jesus teaches us we can know in these moments. And it's the things that we know in these moments that are going to help us walk the way the Lord wants us to walk. Amen. Are y'all are with me tonight? Hopefully you online are, are with me tonight. And you're, you're following along. And you're hearing this. I, I want us to, to. Think for a moment. Turn, turn back with me a few pages. If you have your Bible. To John chapter number 8. And verse number 31. John chapter 8 and verse 31. It says. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him. If you abide in my word. You are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth. I want, you to, I want you to see the wording. 
And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Now, we quote that scripture. We, we quote the second half of that scripture more often than anything. The truth will set you free. But, but how many of you realize that just simply the fact that there is a truth does not set us free? Because there are a lot of people who know the truth, who, who, who understand that, who have heard that there's truth, that live in a world where there is truth, but they're not free. Look at what he teaches here. You shall know the truth. And so in essence we can say, and the truth that you know shall set you free. So you got to know the truth. So they're, they're, in uncertain times, there has to be something that we must know. So they're, they're, the Lord never leaves us without an understanding of what we can know. I'm going to help somebody tonight. Because I, I, I didn't make a lot of notes because I, I really just wanted to be able to, to, to flow the best that I could with this with you tonight. So, we're going to talk about what, what is imperative. There's, there are a few things we're going to pull out tonight that you can always know, even in uncertain moments. And that, that's going to be the key. That's the backdrop to what we are going to be studying tonight. Now, I'm going to go ahead and give these to you, and then we're going to talk our way through them a little bit. I, w- I want you to notice that... That where we are going, there, there are some things that, that we need to know. And so therefore, there are some questions that we have to ask. So let me just kind of go through this as, as I wrote this down. And, and then we're just going to talk for a few minutes about it. He says to them, where I go, you know. I, w- I, want, you to, I want you to pull that up. John 14. And verses uh, 3 and, and 4, first part of 4. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, what's it say? You know. Where I go, you know. So something in the midst of their uncertain times... When they had questions and they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't understand why they couldn't follow him. They didn't understand some of the things. But they could know where he was going to go. Okay, now just hang with me. And, and he tells them up in John 14 and verse 2. He says in verse 1, Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. So he says to them, where I go, you know, so where where is he telling them he's going to go? He's going to go to the Father's house where there is provision for them. And he says, and where I go, you know. Okay, so let me just leave that there. We're going to come back to that. And then he tells them, and the way... You know. He, he says in, in John 4, and where I go, you know, and verse 4, and 
the way to get to where I'm going to prepare a place for you the way you know. And then he goes ahead and clarifies in verse number 6. And he says, you know the way because you know me. I am the way. So even in uncertain times, we can know where our provision comes from. We can know the way to get there, and that is through Christ. Amen. And we know the why. We know the why. The why is revealed all through John chapter 14. The why Jesus would go and prepare and make provision. The way to get there and receive the provision. And and then the why that Jesus reveals is so that while we are here, we can walk in the provision that's been made for us. We can do the works that Jesus did on this earth and even greater works because He's gone to the Father. He sends the Spirit to walk with us. Why? Because He wants us to accomplish His purpose in the world even when times are uncertain. Amen. So, the why is His works need to be accomplished by us and through us. And the Spirit is going to reveal His promises to us. So the way we know, the where we know, the why we know. And then the Holy Spirit's going to come into our lives and the Holy Spirit is going to confirm what we know. And give clearer revelation so we will walk in Him. Now, So, what is left out of this? Here's the real important things that are left out of this that leave us oftentimes struggling in in uncertain times. And that is the how and the when. Amen. The how and the when. Have you ever struggled with the how and the whens? Have you ever struggled with that in uncertain times? Well, how can this be? When is this going to occur? See, there will be times in life, in fact, oftentimes in life, most times in life, we will not have clarity on the how and the when, but we can know the way, the where, and the why. Amen. Now, if the Lord will help me, we're going to dig into that for just a few moments. The how and the when is not for us to know. Because the how and when changes nothing about our purpose. Amen. Now, you, you didn't hear me. Maybe they heard me online. The how and the when... Changes nothing about our purpose. Our purpose is settled in the where, 
by the way and the why. The how and when is up to God. That's His part. What we are to do is be obedient. Walk with Him. Know where our provision comes from. Know the way that we have access to the Father and the provision for us. And know the why we are here and the why God has a purpose for us. And if we can focus on what we do know, then the things that make life uncertain don't change our outlook or our approach. Let's go back to them. He said to them, let not your heart be troubled. Why did he say that to them? Because they were troubled. Why were they troubled? Because they didn't know how this was all going to shake out. And they didn't know when things would get back to normal. That's pretty good stuff. I think, that will, I think that will relate to our lives today. That relates to people that are going through struggles and battles. Sicknesses, diseases, relationship issues. That, re- that, that relates to people that are anxious about culture and anxious about elections and anxious about weather and power, when power is going to come back on. And, anxious, and, and what makes life sometimes so uncertain is the how and the whens. But if we can establish the why the where and the way, then we can just be obedient, live by faith, and trust God for the how and the whens. When God called David a king, David did not know the how or the when. He had no way of knowing that. In fact, it would be some time. It was... was, 15 years or so in the wilderness running from Saul. There was some time between the time David was called king by God and anointed and actually becomes king. He doesn't know the how. How could this be? How can this happen with a shepherd boy? How? How? And when is this going to occur? But that didn't change his purpose because what he did know was the where his provision came from. And the promise came from the way, and I'm gonna I'm gonna clarify the way for you in just a moment. The the where and the way and the why, because God wanted him to be king. So even though he didn't know the how and the when, if he was obedient and just continued to move, God would clear up the how and the when. Can I tell you, if you'll just walk in what you know, if you'll walk in the truth you know, if you'll keep putting one foot in front of the other in what you know, if you'll keep faith in God in what you know, God will clear up the how and the when. You know when we get in trouble? We get in trouble whenever we try to determine the how and the when. You know who a good example of that is? Abraham and Sarah. They were told of a provision. They were told that, that, that Abraham was told he was going to have a son of promise. And no, no, no children. 
It didn't look like they thought it was going to look. They knew the where the provision came from because it came from God. They knew the why because God wanted to bless him and make a great nation of him. They knew the way was to be obedient to the Lord and, and trust him. But they didn't know the how and the when. And so what did they do? They focused on what was uncertain rather than what they did know. And what did they do? When they focused on the how and the when, they got ahead of God. And Sarah gave Hagar to Abraham and said, Here, just take my servant and and have a child through her. We'll call it our own. And that's surely how God is going to bless us. How'd that work out for them? Not good. Battles still fought to this day because of that decision. The how and the when will disrupt you, will derail you, will cause you to miss God's purpose for you, will cause you to get all worked up, all tied up in knots, all out of sorts, because all you're focused on is the uncertainty of how and when rather than the truth of why and the truth of where provision comes from and the truth of the way that it's going to happen. Amen. I, I, just, I, I just feel this in my spirit tonight. So, so don't get so caught up on the how and the when. When they would ask Jesus, He would often say, it is not for you to know. Do you know there are things that are not for us to know. It's not for you to know the hour. The Son of Man is going to come. It's not for you to know that. that only the Father. No, there are things we, don't, we are not going to know. But the things that we are not going to know do not derail the truth of the matters that we know. My goodness, if believers would grab hold of that truth, there would be, we would become unstoppable. Because the thing that derails us the quickest is when we get to meddling and focused on the how and the when. Because then we lose faith. Well, God, how is this going to happen? Well, Lord, when, when you know the deadline, Lord, when is this going to happen? There's no, I don't see any possible path. There's no way. How could you do that in my life? How could that happen in my life? When is this ever going to occur? And what is that? That's doubt. Fear. Fear resides in the hows and whens. Faith resides in the way, where, and why. Fear, doubt, and unbelief will take over if we only focus on the how and when. When the Lord called me to preach, I was full of hows and whens. In fact, I almost drove my wife totally crazy on the hows and whens. Is that a true statement? Yeah. I, I'm, I, I mean, from one day to the next... I was going to do this, and I was going to do that, and well, maybe God was going to do this, and maybe God was going to do that, and we were going to evangelize, and then we were going to plan a church, and then we were going to be just be youth pastors, and then we were going to be pastors, and then we were going, you know, then we were just, then I was going to just quit ministry, then I was, I mean, you know, it just, it was the, the hows and winds 
were driving me insane and I was driving her crazy. Come on. Don't leave me up here by myself and act like you're so holy. Right? Put your your little holy shields down that's protecting you from it. Lay those down and say, woe is me, Lord. Because I guarantee you, there are some things in your lives that the hows and winds are dominating. And if you examine it, if you'll look deeply at it, it's the hows and winds that are causing your fear, your anguish, your anxiety, your all those things. That that's where you're going to find it. It's much more that than it is the where is it the provision coming from, the why would God want to do this and the way to 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 that God's going to make it all happen. Okay? Now now let me I'm I'm going somewhere with this. So let me just keep pressing forward. The how and when is not for us because it doesn't change anything about our purpose and destiny. And the hows and winds, when we leave that in the Lord's hands, we leave the miraculous work in the Lord's capable hands to do. Hmm. And, and when we leave that in the Lord's capable hands to do and reveal, then we believe in faith and act in agreement. If we just leave, there are, how many of you realize there are some things that you just have to leave in the Lord's hands? You ever had lost loved ones? I won't ask you to raise your hands, but how many times have we, because we loved them so much, have we pushed them away because we foolishly approached the need all worked up about the hows and whens rather than loving them in the fact that God's got a why, a where for provision, and a way that He's going to do it. But we tried to force the hows and the whens and we end up pushing people away. Amen. You hear story after story of wives praying for husbands. Usually it seems like seems like more times than not it would be a wife praying for a husband and, and they really would pressure them and try to get them to come and work on them with just nothing there. And then when they would let up and let God take care of the hows and winds, the next thing you know, that husband would get saved. Or that son or that daughter or that wife. They would come to know the Lord. Why? Because we just released out of our hands the things that we couldn't know. The uncertainties that were bringing us doubt and fear. And we focused on what we can know that we can live by faith in. And then that lets God do His work. Do you know God doesn't need our help for Him to do His work? He only needs us to do what He asks us to do. And you know what he asks us to do almost exclusively? Believe. <laughs> Amen. Let me, let me say that again because we may have missed that. Do you know what work God will ask you to do probably 95% of the time in your life? Believe. Have faith. Trust. Trust the why. Trust the God with the where. Trust God with the way. And let Him work the miracles in the how and when. See, in John 14, they, they are, they're, they're asking, they want to know the how and the when. Well, if I can't follow you now, when can I? 
How, how could this be? How is this possible? How could we be walking with you and now we're not going to be able to? They're not understanding. And so Jesus is teaching them. Amen. And I hope I'm teaching you something tonight. So the question I'm going to ask you in times of uncertainty. See, I built you all up and really that's about all I'm going to do. Yeah, there you go. That what are, in times of uncertainty, here's what you, you need to focus on. No. Know the why. You can't know the how and when oftentimes, but you can know the whys of God. Why was Jesus going to go? Well, Jesus told him, because I'm going to go to my father's house and I'm going to prepare something for you. Do you know God is preparing something for us? <laughs> Jesus has something prepared for us. And the why of life is so He can give us what is prepared so we can be what He's called us to be and do what He's called us to do. So know the why. Why would He call you to witness to people? Because He loves people. Not because you're good at it. Any, have you ever been intimidated by witnessing to people? Especially people you don't know? Did, did, did they ever take you out in, in youth group? They'd take us out. At times, we'd go out to the streets, certain places, and we would witness to people. We'd go out and, and hand out information or tracts and just witness. They'd kind of prepare you, and then they'd just kind of throw you out there, right? And, and you'd go hang out outside concerts, or you'd go do whatever, and, and you're just witnessing to people. And it could be intimidating. I think I told you before, we were, we were witnessing in the neighborhood and praying for people one time, doing walks. We were walking through the neighborhoods, and we were gathering here at the church, and we'd go walk and pray and, and maybe hand out some things, put things on doors, talk to people if we had the opportunity. And uh, I remember one time, I, I had a couple of teenagers that went with me. It was me and a couple of teenagers, and we went out, and we were in the neighborhood right back here, and we were walking down the road, and we'd come to the end of one road back here in Rick's neighborhood back here. We walked right, right back there. In fact, it wasn't too far from you right over in there somewhere. And, and I just remember we walk up, and they're nervous anyway, the, these teenagers. They, you know, they're, they're, they're a little iffy, but they're with pastors, so you know, they're, they're, maybe that helped them a little bit. But they're kind of standing out, and I walk on up the door. The doors, screen doors open. The screen door shut. The doors open. So I walk up, and I'm just going to hang something on the door. We're going to knock. I see someone sitting in there. And so we're going to hang that there, knock, and we're just going to let them know, hey, we're from River Life, and we're, we're praying for you and have something for you. And so before I could even say that, he saw me, and he's just sitting in his chair, and he never budged from his chair, and he just yelled at me. Get out of here! <laughs> and I turned around and... <laughs> The teenagers that were with me, they took him literally. They, they, were, they were off the next house down the road already, you know. I, they, they just left me, you know. If we were in a foxhole together, they, they wouldn't have been the ones I would have chosen the second time. 
And I just said, okay, we're from the church, just praying with you. So walking out as he's grousing around, and I, you know, I did, we just walked out. But you know what? I, I, I didn't know how or when that would ever work out, but all I knew was the why. And the why was we were there because God loved him whether he loved us or not. And so therefore, if I'm just obedient with the why, if I know the why, I can trust God with the how and the when. Amen. It's a good lesson for those teenagers. That will with me is a good lesson for me. Right? It's not fun to get yelled at. Right? Yeah. I was gonna say something, but I'm not. I'm just I'm I'm using wisdom tonight. Know the why. What the, the, the Jesus says to the disciples, know the why. There are things you're not gonna know. Know the why. I go because I'm coming again. I've got to go. But it's because I love you. And I'll come again. And I'm going to send you another comforter. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to impact your world. You have a why. Hmm. The second thing that they learn that, that we have to know is we also need to know the where. Now, I want to take that in this concept. You need to know where your provision and your source, where it comes from. Know where your provision comes from. Does our provision come, if you work a secular job, does your provision come from your boss that writes the paychecks? See, if that's the way you look at it, then when something goes wrong in that relationship, the how and the why, or the how and the when, it's going to eat you up. Because now I don't know how I'm going to make it without that paycheck. Or I don't know when I'm going to ever be able to have the things I want. And the hows and the winds, if my provision is bound up in men, i got to know where my provision is coming from. Jesus told them, He said, In my Father, let not your heart be troubled. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And I will come again to you. And I'll send you the provisions you need on this earth. You've got to know your where. God is your source. How many of you know in uncertain times, you can know, who you're, you can know where your source is? Tonight... My source is still on the throne. I know where he is. He's not defeated. He's not hiding. He's not quivering and quaking and shaking. I know where he is. He's on the throne. He's in control. He's still providing my provision. He's Jehovah Jireh. The God that provides. Amen. So if you're struggling in a relationship and, and the, the hows and the winds are getting you all messed up because it's not looking like you thought, focus on what you can know. The why love and the why that, that God would, would, 
want you in this situation and the whys that brought you there and the where your source is and the where your provision is. And then you can begin to rest and find some peace in your situation. Got to know where your source is. See, I'm afraid believers, Christians, a lot of times we, we are so focused on the hows and the whens, we forget where our source comes from. Where our provisions come from. If you lay up your treasures on earth, that's just going to rot and rust. But lay up your treasures in heaven. That's where your source is. Amen. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Then everything else will be handed unto you. So know the where of your provision. Know, know where to turn. Know where to go. Know where provision comes from. And then, and then the third thing is to know the way. And here's the biggest, the biggest point about this. Because the way is really all about The who. Because Jesus told them the way you know. And then he told them who the way was. Amen. And let, let, me, tell, let me say this to you because this is important. Every path for your life. As a believer. Is really. A who. That you're walking in. Do you know why scripture can say. He can make a way. Where there seems to be no way. Because he. Is. The way. Amen. The who is the way. Amen. So if I know who is the way, I got it made. And he said it's the only way to the Father. You can't come any other way. There is no other way because the way is a who. That's deeper than we realize. Because the debates of, of centuries. Are, can, are there other ways to the Father? No. Because there's only one who. Amen. There may have been a lot of who's in Whoville. But there's only one who. That can lead you on the way to the Father. And His name is Jesus. Amen. Do you know who is your way? Turn to someone and tell them, I know who is my way. That, let me say it another way. I know Jesus is my way. Amen. He's the only way. And I can know that in any situation. Noah could know God was the way. Christ, this was pre-Christ coming to this earth. But Noah 
could know in the midst of the flood who his way through was. Paul could know even sitting in a jail that ultimately could end his life. He could know the way because he knew the who. And he could rest even though he didn't know the how or the when. If you know the who, the how and the when, just follow. Woo! Amen. Do you know what the Word says? The, the, hold on. I'm, I got I to gotta take you somewhere. What time is it? Now I'm, I've got a couple minutes. I got to take you here. Somebody, or turn with me to Mark chapter 16. (laughs) Say somebody turn and read. I don't know where that came from. Mark chapter 16. Verse 15. Jesus said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. Signs. Do you know what the signs are? Signs are the hows and winds. But the hows and winds are going to follow those who know the who and understand the why and know where provision comes from. There, there's no, no weapon formed against you could prosper because it can't take these three things away from you. The enemy can try to cloud the how and the when, but he can't take these away. You have to give these away. Because if I know who, then my way is settled to the Father. And if I know who, Jesus, is the way to the Father, I know where my provision is. With the Father. And Jesus went to the Father for the why, and that is to get that down to me. And nothing the enemy does can change that. He can try to distract with the howls and the winds, but if I know what I can know, I'm victorious. And I can rest in the Lord. See, when you know the who, you know the why, you know the where, the how and the when becomes unnecessary. It occurs when God says it's time for it to occur. I had some other things, but I'm going to save those. So in uncertain times, know the truth, you can know. And not focusing, don't focus on the things that are not knowable in uncertain times. Amen. Stand to your feet with me tonight. 
How many of you believe and how many of you online that are watching can agree that if I can wrap my mind around these things and I can live there, then I can know all things are going to work together for my good according to his riches and glory. I, this is faith. Faith is not when the when and how is seen. Faith is here. In the who. In the where your provision is. And in the why. God has you here in the first place. What if he has me here for a challenging time? Maybe that's my why. Maybe my why right now is to be here in a challenging time. But I still know where my provision comes from and I still know who is the way through. Therefore, I can fulfill God's purpose in my life. I hope this said something to you tonight.